Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. Here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 22nd of October as the Flyers are coming off a 5-4 overtime loss against the Dallas Stars last night. Quick two-game trip from the two teams that were the Western in the Western Conference Final last year. Vegas beat Dallas to go to the Cup Final, and obviously Vegas went on to win the Cup. And we'll see Vegas Tuesday night at 11 o'clock when the Flyers visit to take on the Golden Knights. But 5-4 the final last night. Flyers outshot Dallas in the game 40-25. to This Sometimes the numbers in hockey don't tell any kind of story. But Flyers outshoot them 40-25. to They out. Shot them significantly in the first and second period as well. 19-10 were the hits, and uh, the Flyers only one power play opportunity in the game, and they go 0-for-1. I think they're 1-for-18 now on the power play this season. That's got to get fixed. Look, only one opportunity. They did create some good chances off it and you know, good zone time and maybe flipped a little momentum during that period, but ultimately on the power play, you've got to be able to put the puck in the net, and that's been an issue so far this season. Penalty killing, on the other hand, has not been an issue, and the Flyers are picking up where they left off at the end of last season with a lot of offense on the penalty kill. Now, I think we saw it about halfway through this season when Travis Konechny was put on the on the, on the PK, TK on the PK, and we saw that chemistry with Scott Lawton last year, and the Flyers piled up a good amount of shorthanded goals last year. I think they were second in the league, only to Vegas. And this year, they are just picking right up where they left off. They get one even strength goal in the game last night and three shorthanded goals, two on the same Cam York penalty to get the game tied in the third period. Just truly bizarre. And just looking back, the Flyers have scored three power or shorthanded goals, rather, in a game, only one other time in their history. And that was all the way back on the 2nd of April, 1996. It was a 6-2 win against the New York Islanders. Flyers had three shorties in that one. I believe the NHL record uh, is four in a game that Winnipeg did back on April 7th of 1995. They had four shorthanded goals in that game, and they won 7-4 over Vancouver. So it is rare to see this many shorthanded goals in a game. And Rare for one player to get two. Travis Konechny had two in the game, and he is officially off to a piping hot start. And then Sean Walker picked up uh, a shorthanded goal as well. But let's kind of get to the particulars of the game. 402 in, Wyatt Johnston opens the scoring, his first of the season. He beats Sam Arison, who got his first start of the season and first game action since October 2nd. So it's been 19 days between when Sam Arison played an actual game, albeit preseason, and his first game action of the season last night against Dallas. That's a long time. It's a hard thing to do when the team is in the mode of where they've been from October 2nd till now with the way they practice. They're not scrimmaging. There's not a ton of game situations. It's rush drills and structure and power play. There's a lot of teaching and systems that goes on now, and that does not lend itself to a goalie sharpening himself for a game. Goaltending, goaltenders will work with their goaltending coach, Kim Dillabaugh, before practice to work on the technical aspects of their game, their movements, post-integration, recoveries, reads, and those kind of things. But not a lot of it is game simulation or close enough to a game where you could call it that. It's why you know being a backup goaltender is a very difficult position to come in once every two, three weeks and give a quality start, and oftentimes in a very 
disadvantageous scheduling position. A lot of times it's the second of a back-to-back or the fifth game of five games in seven days, and the team's tired. Those are the tough situations, but that's what it calls for. And a lot of goalies go through it and have to earn their way to more minutes, and it's why oftentimes you do see veteran goaltenders who were established NHL starters transition into that role. But Sam Harrison wasn't his sharpest game of the season. And that first goal, he gets beat short side high blocker. Now, there is a, a player from Dallas streaking down Sam Harrison's left side or the right side of the ice. And I think that Sam may have caught a glimpse out of him out of the corner of his eye and basically said to himself, if, it, if he gets a cross ice pass here, that guy is going to be all alone on me. And Emil Andre is the one flyer defender back trying to break the whole thing up. He doesn't pass it. And I think Sam Harrison's leaning a little bit for the pass in case it goes across. Because the pass, if he, if he makes that pass across, the save is much more difficult than the one that Wyatt Johnson took, this straight-line shot, clear-sighted, that ended up beating him. And I think that that Johnston goal will play a part in another goal coming up, which I will talk about when we get there. Tyler Sagan then scored the second goal for Dallas, putting them up 2 nothing, a 7.52 in. This was a shot by Ryan Suter. It was going wide. It hit Tyler Sagan in front of the net and dropped right into his feet, and he just slammed it through the legs of Sam Harrison. I don't think there's anything he could do about that. Harrison only saw six shots in the first period, two of them go in, and not really anything chalk where he could feel the puck and get into a rhythm in the game. And that's difficult when you haven't played in 19 days. Sometimes that's just what the game gives you, and you got to deal with it. Sam Harrison did settle in a little bit, a little bit later in the third period in particular and the overtime. Then 10-12 into the game, it's Joel Faraby opens the scoring for the Flyers. All three of Faraby's goals this year have been the first Flyer goal of a game. Opening night against Columbus, he gets the 2-1-0 goal with Sean Couturier on the left side, slams it into the open net. The game he scored a couple days ago on the assist by Bobby Brink, when they had that little crossing play to against Edmonton, they kind of cross and it turns into a two-on-one. Farabee again, right on the left edge of the crease. He hasn't been more than four feet away from the net for any of his goals. Four feet, maybe two feet. And he slammed that one in. And then for this goal, once again, standing right on the left edge of the crease, Bobby Brink, who just doesn't seem like the game is moving too fast for him at all. A lot of players, when they get that puck off a rebound, Kate shoots it comes off of Wedgwood to the middle of the ice, right where Bobby Brink is, dead center, just a foot and a half outside the top of the uh, the crease. Most players are just going to slam that puck towards the net. Brink doesn't. He's got his head up. He just gets that puck and just shovels it right over to Farabee, who slams it into an open net. The game is definitely not moving too fast for Bobby Brink, and he sets up Farabee there. His third of the season, then the Flyers tie it in the first period on their first shorthanded goal of the game. Konechny's fourth. He gets a breakaway after Noah Cates defends the blue line, pokes the puck up to Konechny, and he goes in, doesn't opt for any kind of fancy move, any dangle or deke or anything like that. He just goes in, head up, sees what the goalie Wedgwood's given him, and just beats him, just beats him glove side. And the Flyers get it tied at two. Then 30 seconds into the second period, Rupe Hintz beats Sam Arison. And Dallas regains the lead. Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski had an assist on that one. And that's the goal where I think that the Wyatt Johnston goal had an effect. Now, the Wyatt Johnston goal, it's coming down the left side of the ice. So Sam Arison's blocker side, he beats him high blocker. Short side. Goalies never like to give up anything short side because that's the shortest distance from where the puck is to the net. 
you always shade a little short side because you don't want to give that up. There's more things that can go wrong when you short towards the long side or the middle of the ice. It's, it's a lower quality scoring chance. So goaltenders always favor the short side. And Erickson gets beat there on that first goal. Now on this Rupe Hintz goal, it's now coming down the right side of the ice. So Sam Erickson's glove side, left side of the ice. And knowing he got beat short side in the first period, this time he's a little favoring the short side a little too much and left a little too much on the long side. And that's where Hintz beats him. So I think the Johnston goal is definitely a factor and the Hintz goal is a byproduct of the Johnston goal, if that makes sense, if I'm explaining that correctly. So Dallas goes up 3-2. We head to the third period. Midway through the third, 10-36, Jamie Benn is able to make it a 4-2 game, and the Flyers down by two again. So they go down two in the first period, battle back to get it tied by the end of the period. Then they go down two midway through the third period of the game, and then Cam York takes a penalty. And 11-58, Travis Konechny goes in shorthanded, directing traffic with his stick behind the net. They go in on a rush opportunity, thinking offense, not thinking, let's kill the penalty. If we get the puck, let's think offense. We already got one shorthanded goal. We've already scored multiple shorthanded goals this season. Connecting peels behind the net, and you can see him directing with his stick, like a composer with an orchestra of where he's going to be. He points to it with the blade of his stick, and Travis Sanheim sees it, delivers the puck right there. Connecting goes to the spot and bangs home. The goal right into the open net gets the game to 4-3. Scott Lawton and Travis Sanheim pick up the assist. So same penalty, 47 seconds later, Flyers get another shorthanded goal on this Cam York penalty. They should have kept Cam York in the box. Cam, you're not getting out. We're playing shorthanded the rest of the way. This time, Igor Zamula collects a giveaway by the Dallas Stars, gets his head up, and Sean Walker, like he did for his first goal as a Flyer, sees the possession chains, gets up ice, Gets up ice. Zamula gets it to him. He goes in, and he just beats Wedgwood. And now you got a 4-4 game. Three shorthanded goals. Are you kidding me? They go to overtime. Flyers with some opportunities in overtime. Uh, Sam Arison at 3.07 of overtime made an unbelievable, ungodly glove save on a two-on-one rush. But right after that, the draw after that, Joe Pavelski against Sean Couturier, and Joe Pavelski wins the draw. They kind of get tied up, Pavelski and Couturier, together. And it's like their arms are almost entangled. And it seemed like Pavelski released off of that and just kind of pivoted to the front of the net. And Dallas gained possession when that happened. And he's all alone in front, and he's able to go backhand shelf and beat Sam Harrison. And that gives the Dallas Stars the 5-4 wins. Three of their four games so far have gone extra. They have two shootout games, and now this uh, overtime win uh, do the Dallas Stars. The only regulation when they have is that 3-2 win over the Anaheim Ducks. So all in all, Flyers, if you know, you're looking here in the early season, what's the identity of this team going to be? How are they going to form that identity organically? You can't just say, hey, we're going to be a tough team to play against and be a tough team to play against. It doesn't work that way in sports. In sports, your identity has to develop organically. And in time. So we see the game on first Tuesday against Vancouver. You're expecting to get pushback from the Vancouver Canucks in that second period. Flyers dominated them. Ended up getting a 2-0 win. Thursday, you face the scariest offensive team in the league, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. You hold them without a shot, and you win that game 4-1. to 
very detail hockey oriented hockey game really smart with the puck and their structure was good and then this game you go okay they're going on the road you go down two nothing early would have been real easy a lot of teams pack that in there all right we're down two nothing early we'll get them next time meaning our next game flyers didn't they battled back got that next goal from Farabee. got the shorthanded one from connecting then they go down three two after two and then go down midway through the third down two again four two but this team just battled back again. So these are the instances and the the attitude and the organic way this team is building their identity this season. It's not automatically going to be the same identity as it was last season. Identity doesn't travel season to season in sports. It has to happen over. It has to restart and re-identify yourself. Because there's players gone. Kevin Hayes is gone. Tony D'Angelo is gone. Ivan Provorov is gone. James Van Riemsdyk is gone. There's new faces. Sean Walker, Mark Stahl, prior to the injury. There's a lot of young blood. Bobby Brink, Tyson Forster, Sean Couturier's back. Cam Atkins. It's all different, so it has to happen organically. But this team had no quitting in, in that game last night. They get the all-important point, and they sit atop the Metropolitan Division. It's early in the season. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But team played very hard against a good team in Dallas and they come away with a point and they're going to head to take on the 6-0 Stanley Cup champs the Vegas Golden Knights who last night played against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard Bedard scored a minute and a half into the game but you look at the that team in the Vegas Golden Knights they look exactly like the team that won the cup exactly no different they look like a team that could win the Cup again this year. It's a long season, but they are a very good team. And the Flyers will face them coming up Tuesday in Vegas. So uh, it doesn't get any easier. Go to Vegas, be there a couple days, play the game very late at night on Tuesday, 11 o'clock puck drop on the East Coast, and then they'll return home and wrap up the month all at Wells Fargo Center when they take on Minnesota, Anaheim, and Carolina. And it'll be a four-game homestand bleeding into November, November 1st when they take on Buffalo, Then they'll head back out on the road to Buffalo on November 3rd. So uh, Vegas is up next and another chance to, you know, add another chapter to this building of their identity. That's good. So real good stuff uh, by the Flyers in this game. Sam Harrison, we'll see when he gets back in there. Uh, We'll see some back-to-backs coming up and the schedule tightening a little bit. It's been a little sporadic here early in the season, but I imagine we'll see Carter Hart coming up on Tuesday in Vegas. We'll see if we see Morgan Frost in that game. That remains to be seen. It's been three games now that he's missed. So, you know, Morgan Frost wants to get off to a good start this season. Need to play to get off to a good start. And John Tortorella said he's not not in the lineup because he played bad. Just other guys played better. There's a lot of competition. So we'll see how that plays out come Tuesday. But that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, join us tomorrow. Bill Meltzer will join us for his weekly Monday visit. We've got a lot to discuss this week, and uh, we will talk to you then on a brand new Flyers Daily.